What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. Today's episode, we're taking a look at the Las Vegas Raiders' 31-26 to defeat over the hard luck Los Angeles Chargers. You know, the Raiders ran the ball 26 times to 23 passes in this game. Certainly were successful, had the Chargers moving off the ball a good deal. Now, certainly the Chargers were without Joey Bosa. And spoiler alert, I think without Joey Bosa, I think the Chargers defense is a decent unit to target as far as your playoff schedules go. So certainly if you see the Chargers in your playoff schedule, you're not fretting, especially if they say Joey Bosa is out because he definitely lowers the tide of all the players on the defensive side and really the Chargers overall. Now, that wasn't the only storyline of the game. Certainly, Justin Herbert was airing it out once again. And really, this game came down to a couple of fade passes with eight seconds and then one second left where they had they called it a touchdown originally and then reversed it on a Donald Parham fade. But you got to give it to Las Vegas. They definitely came through in this game. And despite Derek Carr putting the ball in the air 23 times, only throwing for 168 yards, I'm still freaking proud of this guy. You know, he may not be a quarterback one in fantasy, and he may be lacking in quarterback two in two quarterback leagues sometimes. But I'll tell you, he has been letting loose more of the deep ball. And when you're going to be a team that commits to the run and kind of runs a little old school, the thing is you have to be able to take advantage of teams over the top when they overcommit to the run. And it just hadn't been the case last year. There was a big-time check-down rate for this guy. And he really earned that game manager status. And it made me mad at him because I knew that he was capable of throwing the ball downfield and he just wouldn't do it. He wouldn't pull the trigger really. And he kept checking down and checking down and throwing. And it wasn't even the check downs. It was the fact that like every pass went eight yards, you know, at a, at a maximum. So the fact that Derek Carr is letting loose the ball, I couldn't be more proud. I'm not, I couldn't be happier than to be happy for him. While it was a big deal that he had a clean pocket most of the day, and that was a big portion of not having Joey Bosa and then being very top-heavy as far as your stars go. And also keep in mind they lost Derwin James to start this year too. The Chargers are looking a little vulnerable and on the defensive side. And the other thing I like about facing the Chargers is they have Justin Herbert now too, so they kind of push the other offense to keep scoring. So certainly makes for a tasty matchup, and we'll go through what kind of playoff schedule they have later. So Derek Carr was able to get his on that. Now, he was only able to complete 13 passes, although, like I said, he was throwing the ball downfield. It wasn't his characteristic check-it-down self. He hit Darren Waller on a touchdown. I mean, it definitely had all the different things I wanted to see from him. It's just it's not enough in the fantasy community to really count on him. But – From a football aspect, I couldn't be prouder. You know, it was all put together by having the running game behind him. Unfortunately, Josh Jacobs hasn't been able to corral as many of the carries as needed to have true fantasy value. Now, he's been dealing with some injury, so they're probably mixing in Devontae Booker a little bit more than originally planned. But that was kind of the thing when you drafted him in the first round is you were hoping that they would feature him more like the Minnesota Vikings feature Dalvin Cook. If Josh Jacobs was getting a Dalvin-level load of work, then I think he has the talent to take advantage of that load. Now, like I said, they're kind of laying off of him a bit because of the injury, but at the same time, he hasn't been able to consolidate those touches and really 
get to the value that we would have expected him to have in the first or second round. So that's a risk. We want our running backs to be featured, to be something that the offense needs to move. And while they use him in that capacity to a certain extent, they don't take it far enough to my liking to, for me to really be targeting him at this time. And really with the playoff schedule the way it is, I'm not really all that excited about his prospects there either. Now, I do note that they have these same Los Angeles Chargers in week 14, so that's nice. But with Indianapolis and Miami on the other side of that matchup in 14 and 16, I don't really like that for Josh Jacobs, especially the way that Indianapolis has been stopping the run. So it does give me a little bit more pause and probably puts me in the space where I'm going to try and push that Josh Jacobs is number three in rushing yards and try and get rid of him at this time. Because his value is so contingent on him getting the goal line carries, the Las Vegas Raiders getting up and running the ball insistently. When Devontae Booker's getting in there, he's getting some of the money touches. And when he's able to take away some of the shine of Josh Jacobs, it just takes all the cream off of my coffee as, try, as far as trying to target him. Now, it probably depends on how, how far out your trade deadline goes as far as when I'm trading him. Because he does have Denver – Kansas City, Atlanta, and New York Jets. I think he's going to be able to produce some during those times. But when it hits the money rounds, when it hits Indianapolis and possibly Miami in 16, I don't like that as much. And when you throw in the other deficiencies of what's been going on here, when you throw in Jalen Richard getting a little bit of shine, when you show, throw in Devontae Booker taking some of the load off Jacobs and you throw in the little injury that he's been dealing with, it's something that I'm a little bit concerned about. And I think I would be trying to upgrade off Josh Jacobs if I could. Now, the Las Vegas receiving core hasn't been something that has shown consistent value throughout. It is a little hard to predict which one of them is going to get loose for a Derek Carr throw. And when there's not a ton of stuff going on in the intermediate term, it's just not a good situation for wide receiver value. None of them can really consolidate the targets and the touches outside of Darren Waller to really be fantasy relevant. Now, Darren Waller has absolutely shown consistency, and the Los Angeles Chargers certainly tried to take him away from Derek Carr. But Waller was able to get loose still. He's still got that size-speed combo that's so tough to deal with. So I'm definitely riding with Derek Waller. Probably the best Raider for fantasy this year, the fantasy MVP of Raiderland. So we'll look for him down the stretch and see what he can do. You know, like I said, the Indianapolis matchup is really more based on their running attack and the way they stop the run. So I think Darren would have to be leaned on down the stretch. So we'll see what he can do. Certainly one of the tight ends I'm targeting down the stretch. Go get you some Darren Waller if you can help it. So let's switch over to the Los Angeles Chargers. And of course, Los Angeles Chargers these days are all about the development of Justin Herbert. You know, despite only being sacked two times, Herbert was under duress today. Brian Balaga went out pretty early in the game, and he was having to navigate some tough pockets. Max Crosby gave him a big, big hit on his touchdown. You'll see it in the highlight film, how big a hit he took to throw that touchdown. And to his credit, he stood in there and took it. So, Justin Herbert definitely showing a certain amount of toughness. You know, he was hit seven times today. So we'll have to see what this line can do going forward. It's certainly a deficiency of this team. Absolutely. And now that Justin Herbert's in the mix and he's showing that he has the chops to be a quarterback in this league, they certainly need to work towards protecting him. I got to think that's going to be in the cards for them going forward. 
But for right now, it certainly affects what he can do in the fantasy community from week to week. He is showing a willingness to run, and they're designing runs for him as well. So this 24 yards he threw down today is a little bit of a misnomer. He might be more of a threat than we thought with his legs. So I'm excited by that for his prospects, absolutely. It's certainly something that I like to see in my fantasy quarterbacks is them having the ability to take the ball down and run when there's open space in front of them. And Justin Herbert has absolutely shown that to this point. And it's not just that they can, it's that they have a willingness to. And he absolutely has that. He wants to win for his team. And he's a big dude. Being a big dude, he definitely would win a foot race with any of the pocket passers, including Aaron Rodgers at this time. I got to think that Justin Herbert has a rushing floor that he can continue to grow. The only problem is a lot of this is him having to escape like three or four people. And while he did that and while he navigated some tough blitzes and the like, I still think that they need to upgrade this line so he doesn't have to take as many of those hits, and then they don't have to design things around that. Now, Herbert has been the number eight quarterback up until this point. So his matchups are going to mean a lot to people going down the stretch, especially anyone that lost Dak and was able to get in on this. You know, the rocket arm that this guy possesses certainly makes me excited about his prospects. And when I envision the Los Angeles Chargers going down the stretch, I envision them being down a good deal, especially if the defense doesn't pick things up. Now, when you're looking at the schedule for the Chargers going forward, certainly Miami has been better than expected next week. And Buffalo certainly has had its moments, but reading in order, Miami, New York Jets, Buffalo, New England, Atlanta in the first playoff week, Las Vegas again in week 15, and then Denver in week 16. You know, I don't think that I'm scared of any of those matchups, to be honest. Uh, Miami and Buffalo have played well, and obviously Las Vegas did some things today. But at the same time, I see that Justin Herbert's able to create this value. So I'm kind of riding with him at this point. He's going to make rookie mistakes, but, you know, the arm talent is absolutely there. The running is absolutely there. The frame, the moxie, all the things I'd want to see if I had a quarterback that I was trying to evaluate for the future. So he's checking all the boxes. And with the schedule going down the stretch, I mean, getting Atlanta and possibly and Denver, we'll see what shape Denver's in when, when we get that far down. I mean, if this guy's able to stay healthy, I think he's got big chops. Now, he did take some big hits today, and I didn't like to see him getting so beat up. And with the line in the shape that it is, it is a concern for Justin going forward. But I think he's shown us that with Keenan healthy, with Mike, with Hunter Henry, he's got weapons here, and he's probably going to get Austin Eckler back at some point. So having him in the backfield, catching passes, making moves, We'll hope that he's able to come back with a certain amount of health. I think I like the cut of Justin Herbert's jib, and I want to see him more going forward. Can't wait to put more highlight films together on him as well because, man, I love watching the ball come out of this guy's hands. And it's smooth. It's a catchable ball. It's not like he's having to overthrow it. He's just having to put the right thing on it, and he does a good amount of the time, which should scare the rest of the AFC because, man, if the Chargers could actually close some of these games out, they might actually be able to do something. Now, they're going to need some help up the middle on defense, and they're going to need you know, everybody to get a little healthier, you know, get their line put together. But those are all things they've been perpetually working on. But now they've got a quarterback to really get behind, and they can actually start building from there. My hope is that the ownership of this team doesn't screw it up because it hasn't been great up until this point. The fact that Phillip Rivers got as little support as he did is kind of sad. 
we'll hope for bigger things from Justin. And uh, certainly I'm seeing it when I watch these films. I wish I was still seeing Austin Eckler out there. With Austin Eckler out, with Justin Jackson out, it was Joshua Kelly and Kalen Balage throwing a little Joe Reed, who I had never heard of until today. And you have a three-headed monster as far as the rushing game goes. Kalen Balage in his first game turned out to get the bulk of the carries. It still felt like Joshua Kelly was on the field a good deal, you know, with his five catches for 31 yards on top of his 28 yards rushing. But still, it definitely felt like Kalen had a little bit extra, especially running the ball. They still had Joshua Kelly on the field a good bit, especially in the passing. But it was interesting to see what Kalen could do behind this line because, like I said, it's not a great line, and he still made it look serviceable as far as his running went. I don't think that it's somebody I'm absolutely looking to run out and get necessarily. But you know what? I think I would try and waiver him. Just he wouldn't be using my number one waiver priority. And I think there's definitely more of a Mike Davis feel if somebody dropped him is what I'd be trying to go after. Especially with Austin Eckler on the way back. Now, there hasn't been much word on Austin Eckler and when he's going to be back. We'll see what they come up with. It didn't sound very hopeful last time they said something. But it had, some time has passed since then. So we'll see what they come out with this week, with whether he's practicing or not, when he's eligible to come off the IR. And certainly that could t- turn everybody else back into a pumpkin as far as his backfield goes. But it was a pretty gruesome-looking injury, so it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if he wasn't ready to come back when he was initially thought. Now, what that means for the backfield going forward, certainly it looked like more Kalen Balazs. Wouldn't surprise me if they mixed in Justin Jackson when he's back. So I don't think I'm really recommending anybody too hard as far as the rushing attack goes, even though Kalen probably looked like he had the most, it wasn't that much more than Joshua Kelly where they're not going to mix them both in pretty heavily. Now, when I was talking about the virtues of Justin Herbert, certainly part of that was having Keenan Allen. Now it's not just Keenan, certainly Mike Williams and Hunter Henry provide quality options for him. And then you throw in a long pass to Tyron Johnson and you certainly have something as far as the options go. Uh, I even like Donald Parham as a second tight end. You know, despite him not coming down with the second fade to win the game, doesn't mean I don't like the talent level as a receiver for a big guy. But that doesn't make him fantasy relevant now, you hear. And as much as dumpster fire as tight end has been, I don't know that Hunter Henry is really corralling enough of his targets for me to really feel solid about that. But it is one of the better situations to speculate on with Justin Herbert in the mix. He just hasn't targeted the tight end as much as a rookie quarterback might have. And especially when you have that laser rocket arm, you can kind of throw those outs. You can kind of throw to the deeper parts of the field, and you're not as reliant on the seams. So, and, you know, all the stuff in front of you, you can kind of push the ball down the field. And Justin Herbert has absolutely shown a propensity to do that. And, you know, Keenan is helping him out a lot. Having big Mike back is helping him out a lot. They were both fighting for the ball and doing big things. Now, I love Keenan and what he's been doing. I definitely would count on him as a wide receiver that I'm looking to target. You know, try and see if he can get in on that. Because like I said, the schedule isn't all that scary. I don't see anyone that scares me as far as the the teams on this list going forward. Miami might be a little bit of trouble for them just because they've been playing better, but I still don't know that that's going to happen. So I'm looking to Justin. I'm looking to Keenan. And I, you know what? Even like Mike Williams is a wide receiver three going forward if he can keep his health. 
He's been getting more targets recently, and with Justin's propensity to throw the ball down the field, it excites me to have him as a boomer bust option. Now, there's been some busts and there's been some injuries as far as his play, but you know what? You probably were able to pick him up on the cheap, and with Justin Herbert playing a lot better, if you've had a desperation situation as far as your wide receivers go, I don't see a reason why not to take a shot on big Mike Williams. He definitely has shown me throughout his time with the chargers that if someone's able to throw the ball up to him, he's able to go get it. So I like him going forward. I don't like him as much as Keenan. Obviously you're targeting Keenan is a damn near wide receiver one at this point with the way Justin Herbert's been playing. So I'm excited about his prospects. He looks fluid out there. He has really upped his game as far as every year. It seems like Keenan Allen has gotten better and this year has been no different. Really, the best thing would have been to do is to really get in Keenan early and, and ride him all the way down here because, man, because, man, he has sync with Herbert, and I don't see any reason he can't continue just to keep blowing this up. So go get you some Keenan Allen if you can. Certainly he's he's been playing well for some time, so that will probably be difficult. But at the same time, I think this is sustainable production. It's production is sustainable. If we think it's going to keep going on, that's something we trade for. Looking forward to seeing more of Keenan Allen. I'm looking forward to seeing more of the Chargers. You know, they're going to have a good scenario where they're going to be pushed by teams and they're going to have to score, and that's going to mean throwing the ball. We'll see what they can do with that. That's all I've got for this game, guys. I'm excited to watch the prospects for these both these teams going forward. I hope that the Raiders feature Josh Jacobs, and I hope Herbert is able to stay upright. But those are the breaks. That's why we analyze these games. Like, listen, subscribe, and download. Everybody's got to download. For some reason, that's the one that counts the most. So get after it. Let me know if there's anything I can do content-wise. Look for the videos to start dropping tomorrow, and have a great day.